Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Dear brothers and uh, sisters who are listening through the social media at home, start with praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah says in the Quran, the more we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more he will be pleased with us and the more he will shower his mercy upon us. We have no choice but to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for uncounted ni'mah. If we start counting, there is no machine in the world that can count, there is no a person in the world can count ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every ni'mah that he has given us without any effort from our side. I would like to mention the hadith of Ka'b ibn anhu, which is a famous hadith we've had it many times where unusual act took place in the masjid of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while he was climbing the mimbar on the first step on the first step he said Amin the second one he said Amin and the third one he said Amin after stepping down the sahaba radiallahu alayhi as usual they were curious and asked the Prophet Sallam, today we saw something that we've never seen before. You have not done this before. Is it part of Ibadah? You know, while you're climbing up, you say Amin, or was it something else? The Prophet Muhammad Sallam replied by saying that while he was climbing up the, the member, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam came to him and on this occasion, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, he cursed three people on each step. Before I continue, I'd like to ponder for a second or two. Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam being the highest malaika, the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who related all the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Anbiya alayhi salatu So his curse, Jibreel alayhi salatu And then if that was not enough, the Amin of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa It means it's sealed. That curse was accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Sahaba radiallahu ma'ina asked, Ya Rasulullah, what was the curse? The Prophet Muhammad explained in the hadith saying that on the first step when I climbed Jibreel came to me and he cursed the person who found the month of Ramadan and through that month of Ramadan and the blessings in the Ramadan and all the mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the promises of maghfirah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Yet the month comes and goes and he does not get istighfar, he does not get maghfirah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that person an opportunity of a lifetime. During the month of Ramadan. But he wasted that opportunity. He carried it on as normal. As if that month was just like any other month to him. The day was like any other day. The night was like any other night. He could not utilize the opportunity 
given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he could not get the maghfirah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person, he wasted the whole month that he cannot, he doesn't, doesn't have any guarantee that he will see another Ramadan. He doesn't have any guarantee that he will give a second chance, another opportunity. On that, the Prophet Muhammad said, Amin. The second step, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam cursed the person who the Prophet Muhammad said that my name is mentioned in front of that person. And he doesn't have the effort to send the root upon me, the Prophet Muhammad. Every time he hears my name, he doesn't send salutation to the Prophet. That person to be cursed, and the Prophet said, Amen. On the third step, the Jibreel mentioned about someone who has both parents or one of the parents, and yet through those parents, he does not achieve the Jannah. He does not get a Jannah. Doing khidmah of those parents. On that, the Prophet said, Amen. If you look at the, all the three people mentioned in here, the losers who are mentioned in here, they lost such a high opportunity which was required very little effort. And this is one of the reasons why these people are cursed. The month of Ramadan is the month of Ibadah. And if I don't change within this month, then I don't know what is going to come to change me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is offering maghfirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every night, every day of the month is asking, is there anyone who requires forgiveness? I am willing, I'm ready to forgive them. And all it requires is raising our hands, begging Allah, cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. He's ready to forgive us. But if I don't understand the importance of this month, and I carry on living as if there is, is any other month. And normally the ulama says that if a person's habits before Ramadan and after Ramadan continue to be the same, that means he has, no, he has not benefited from the month of Ramadan. There should be changes in our life. If someone was not praying before Ramadan and then after Ramadan continue to be the same, then what difference has it made for him in the month of Ramadan? And if I do change in the month of Ramadan, if I was not praying, I start praying, then what makes you go back to your old habit after Ramadan? I need to ask myself a question. If I didn't have the good habits before Ramadan, and Alhamdulillah, with Allah's blessing, I made those changes and I got to start having the good habits, then why should I lose the good habits after Ramadan? It means that month of Ramadan did not affect me. If I wasn't praying before Ramadan and then after Ramadan, I start being lazy again and not praying my salat again, then that's why the Prophet said, Amin on the curse by Jibreel There should be a difference in my lifetime. 
And that's why normally I mention the month of Ramadan is not month of ibadah. Our whole life is for ibadah. To worship me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah did not say just worship me in Ramadan only. Our whole life is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The month of Ramadan, it, it is the month to do more, to strive for more. To get the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of those mistakes knowingly and knowingly I've committed in the last 11 months. Allah gave me another opportunity. How many people that we had in the last year Ramadan and no longer they are with us. And how many people that we have with us, they had the, the, the ability to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do more ibadah and unfortunately they are not in a position to do ibadah this month. How many brothers they were with us in the masajid, now they're in, at home, ill, they're in the hospital, or they've passed away. What guarantee do I have that I'm going to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know what, I'll wait for the next one. It's not like a bus, you say, well, one is gone, another one is going to come. And that's why the Prophet Muhammad said, Amin, that that person to be cursed, who found the month of Ramadan, and he does not get maghfirah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith, the Prophet mentioned about two people. One is the whole day he's fasting. But at the end of the day, when we're waiting for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our fasting, for our ibadah, we get nothing. You're waiting for the whole day and you get nothing. Why? Because while you are fasting, you never fulfill the rights of that fast. It's not about the stomach only fasting. It's not about staying hungry and staying thirsty. And that's what is mentioned in the hadith. At the end of the day, they got nothing but hunger and thirst. Because my ears never fast, my mouth never fast, my eyes never fast, my body never fast. I continue to commit sins and make, sin and, and, and make errors du during the day. I see, I saw what I shouldn't be seeing. I was hearing, listening to what I shouldn't be hearing. I was talking foul language while I shouldn't be. The fasting is not about stomach only. It's about the, everything. The whole body should be fasting. We misunderstand and thinking, you know what? It's just to stop eating and stop drinking. But our tongue, our mouth doesn't stop. Our eyes doesn't stop. Our ears doesn't stop. And then, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us a chance. Do you need maghfirah, forgiveness I'm offering? Just ask me. Just beg me. I am ready to forgive you. And because I haven't realized what am I missing? I continue day after day after day. Yeah, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. But there's nothing rather than hunger and thirst at the end of the day. The second person mentioned the Prophet said, the one who stand up at night, Qiyamul Layl. And the people I get confused. People rather pray taraweh, long, long taraweh, and come for their fast asleep. Have you understood? 
Who gave you the permission to say you stand up at night and sleep, let the Fajr go pass by? And you ask, you know what? I was doing a bad at night and I've overslept. And it's okay if I oversleep, you, Allah forgive you. Why are we looking for loop, loopholes? And that's what the Prophet mentioned. So many of them, they're standing at night in ibadah, but there's nothing for them in reward except for their tiredness. And the ulama mentioned either they're standing at night, one of the examples I gave you, and they missed the Fajr. Or they're standing up at night and during the day they continue with normal life. So what am I gaining compared to what I am losing? Fasting is not about stomach. It's about a whole lifestyle. That's when the difference comes. If we, the whole, our body, our lifestyle changes, the effect of the fasting, the effect of the Ramadan, then only we can continue after Ramadan. Look how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. In the hadith where he mentioned that we were given five things that would never be given to any ummah before. One of them, the, shay the shaitan to be locked away. You missed your fajr. Now who are you going to blame? For 11 months, they said, you know what? Shaitan made me do this. Shaitan made me do that. In the Ramadan, you miss your salat. Did shaitan make you do that as well? Because he's on holiday. holiday. He's been locked away. Are you going to stand up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyam and say, Allah, it was him, Iblis. Allah knew that's why he locked him away. He took him away from us so he doesn't distract us. I'll have to blame myself. The foul language, I'll have to blame myself. Listening to what I shouldn't be listening, I'll blame myself. I cannot every time blame shaitan for it. This is the opportunity. A few couple of weeks ago, we were waiting for the month of Ramadan, and unfortunately now, sooner or later, it's going to go and finish. Brothers and sisters, what we have gained in the month of Ramadan, I hope we don't lose it on the first day of Eid. And this is where the big imtihan is. You know, preparing for the Eid, the whole night, celebrating, we have all the rights to celebrate Eid, Alhamdulillah. But then comes Fajr, I'm in bed sleeping, Dhor, I'm busy, Asr, I'm busy, and then that's it. You know what Shaitan says? He smiles and says, you know what, all you earned in the month of Ramadan, I wiped it out in one day only. And he laughs at us. Because he remember the ayah where he promised and he challenged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, because of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, until the day of Qiyamah, all Ibn Adam, I'm going to make sure I distract them so they don't go to Jannah and they follow me to Jahannam. In one of the hadith of Qudsi, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Ibn Adam that either be happy with what I've allocated for you. Be happy with what I've allocated for you. That's guaranteed. I'll give, I've allocated for you, you'll get it until your last breath. If you are happy, then 
I'll be happy with you. But if you're not happy with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allocated, then Allah says, I will, leave, I will let you lose in the world, just like the, the wild animals in the jungle. So you'll be going places here and there, you're not happy with this, you're not happy with that, you're not happy with it, and you'll be like a headless chicken running around the world. But Allah says at the end of it, you'll only get what I allocated for you originally. The choice is yours. And Allah says in the Quran, in shakartum, la If we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he has given us, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that I'll put more barakah in what you have. It's not about getting more. It's about what we have been allocated to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put his barakah in there. People misunderstand thinking, you know, the more I thank Allah, the more I'm going to get, the, the wealth is going to be multiplied or something. It's the barakah that we're looking for. When someone says, you know, I'm working so hard, but things are not, you know, the ends are not meeting, I can't, you know, my life is not, it's not, I'm not happy with my life, things are not getting right the way I want them, it's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken the barakah out of us. And that's why I have seen with my own eyes, someone who's rich, multimillionaire, they can't afford even to go for Hajj or Umrah. And someone who's poor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call them for Hajj and Umrah. It's not about what you have in your pocket. It's about here. Acceptant. Accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will accept us. My dear brothers, the days are limited. Only a few days left, Ramadan to end. This is the moment to strive even more. Where Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned the last ashara is to keep asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the hellfire. No human being has ever been created who can survive the torture of the Jahannam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create the Jahannam to punish us. But in fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for Jannah. But for that, we have to strive. It's only, Allah says, Ayama Ma'aduda, few counted days. Like I said, it's a third Friday. And soon we'll be here for another Friday, and we say this is the last Friday. How do I know I'm going to get another Ramadan? What I have is now. It is either now or never. We can sleep as much as we want after Ramadan. But now, wake up. Raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's willing to forgive us as long as we are ready to beg for forgiveness. Allah says his sifat is to forgive. Ar-Rahman rahim We read in every salat. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman rahim Maliki Yawmidin. If you can understand what you read in the Surah Al-Fatiha, it's more than enough to change our life. All the sifats that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Surah Al-Fatiha. But it needs an effort for me to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise my hands, to cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I continue with the same habit, same lifestyle that I had it 11 months and during Ramadan and I go back after Ramadan, then 
Unfortunately, I become in that hadith with Jibreel cursed and the Prophet said, Amen. Allah forgive us. He cleaned our accounts. He changed our, our sin to good deeds. And then, if I don't maintain that clean sheet, I go back and commit more sins and, and make more mistakes, then I don't understand how am I going to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes people are thinking they're planning for the next 20 years, but I have no guarantee for the next second. It's not like we're not supposed to plan. Yes, you can plan. But I need to prepare for that plan. The dunya is only temporary. But akhirah is eternal, forever. There's no end to it. And we don't want to go into Jahannam. The hadith of Prophet said, Man qala la ilaha illallah, jannah. But the question is, will I be able to survive in that hellfire? Not even for a second. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu before he passed away from this world, all he was worried about is my ummah. What is going to happen to my ummah? On the day of Qiyamah, he's going to ask Allah subhanahu wa what is going to happen to my ummah? He has not seen us, but he was worried about us. He will keep asking my ummah, my ummah, what's going to happen to my ummah? My brothers and sisters, we have the chance in our hands to gain the forgiveness and rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also to maintain the good habits we've gained during this Ramadan after Ramadan. Why should I make Shaitan Iblis happy by him smiling and saying, looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, see, whatever they gain in Ramadan, you forgive, you forgive them, the ajr and sawab, I wiped them out. Now look at their sins account, it started piling up again. You brought it to zero, now I'm going to make sure it starts going up again. In fact, it should be the other way around. We please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we make sure that shaitan is not happy with us. That's where the success is. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our ibadat, our qiyam, our tilawa. It's the month of Quran, month of maghfira, month, month of rahmah, and month of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. Do we continue with the dua? Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-jannah wa na'udhu bika minal nar. Allahumma jinna minal nar. Allahumma jinna minal nar. Ya mujir, ya mujir. Wa qawluka lihada astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa salim. Bismillah, fa astaghfiruh. Innahu wal-afuru rahim.